Hey everybody, have you considered starting a podcast? Well, we here at Screwball give Podbean a high level of recommendation. Podbean has given us the ability to easily bring you Screwball each and every week on all your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com slash screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com slash pro slash screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Mike LaPree, here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? Now, on this episode of Screwball, we're going to take a deep dive into the free agency and trade candidacy and just really overall uh, off-season outlook for the 2020-2021 off-season and look ahead to the 2021 season. Uh, We thought it would be important to go over who are the top free agents, top, we'll probably talk about top 25 to top 40 um, some trade pieces that go along with, with where these free agent uh, players could land, um, as well as some new rules, uh, which is actually the the first thing that we're going to get into now is uh, not necessarily maybe new rules or, or rules that were in the 2020 season that could see some tweaking or some new implementation in the 2021 season. So I'm just going to kick it over to Frank with the, uh, the notable uh, rules and, uh, and what we should look forward to for 2021. Yeah, um, as we've seen this year, we've seen the universal DH. Um, as of now, uh, we don't have a universal DH. Um, we're going back to the old old style AL DH and AL no DH. Um, but I think that's going to change. I think there's no reason that they're not going to sign uh, players association. It's not going to sign and keep the universal DH because um, it's going to come back in a, another year anyway when the CBA gets up and they renegotiate. So you might as well just keep it. I think the seven inning doubleheader is going to stay. When a doubleheader has to be made, I think it's going to be seven innings. Um, they like that idea. Saves arms and quickens the game, which is all they care about. Um, so, I don't, you know, I see that uh, staying. I also see uh, there's a possibility they schedule maybe a seven-inning doubleheader, one or two throughout the year to give an extra off day, mm-hmm. a travel day. So, you might see some scheduled seven-inning doubleheaders. That might not be this year, but I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that. Obviously, roster expansion is actually supposed to happen this year, but with the covid uh, nobody really noticed it, but I believe the roster was expanded by one player, and it had to be a position player. I believe mm. the roster is 26, so we'll probably see 26, maybe even 27 this year as part of the new rules. And the extra inning with a runner starting on second base, I think that's going to stay in some capacity. I don't think it's going to stay start the first extra inning or the 10th inning, but you might see it starting maybe the 12th or 13th inning. You'll see that in regular season games. Mm. Playoffs, it's going to be normal. But okay. in regular season games, I think you might see an extra a runner starting on second, maybe starting the 12th or 13th. Mm. So give a couple extra normal extra innings. You know, you'll have the three batter minimum. I think it's going to stay unless it finishes the inning. I think that's going to stay unless they drop it to maybe two batter minimum, something mm. like that. But um, I think three batter minimum stays as well. So I think the rules are going to be really just kind of re-up this year, just going to you know tweak them a little bit. Okay, so with that, there's not really much there that's uh, going to be groundbreaking for the game. This could be more that uh, um, in 2022 we might see some some stuff that gets sprinkled in that could really change a lot of stuff. Um, but for now, it, it's kind of maybe more of the same, little, little tweaks here and there, but we'll see maybe, you know, like I said, in the further future we'll see some stuff. Um, so from there, I'd like to talk about start it with the trade candidates instead of going into the free agents, just mainly because uh, it's a shorter list of trade candidates that we really think are more on the chopping block uh, or on the trade block. But, you know, trade candidates, you could, you could make theories all day long about who could be traded and why and where. And so, you know, the trade candidate list could be two, three times as long as a free agent list if you really want it to be. But there's some obvious guys here. We can talk about about 10 of them. Uh, and the first guy that's the most obvious, there's been reports on it. It's been reported on for years now at this point. But Francisco Lindor uh, for the Indians has one year left of control. So if he gets dealt in the offseason, the team that would be receiving him would be getting him for the 2021 season, uh, and then he would become a free agent. So kind of a big deal to the Indians to get some value for him if they don't feel that they're going to get him back. Import for a team to get a switch-hitting shortstop, probably one of the biggest stars of the game right now. There's a lot of possible landing spots. I know the uh, both New York teams have been possible landing spots for him. Obviously, the realism of, of those teams getting him is, is you have to stretch your imagination a little bit. But there's a lot of there's a lot of spots that could use a guy like him as a middle infielder, uh, star power, switch hitter, power contact. You know he's he's got he's got the whole deal. But yeah, Francisco Lindor is, is in my opinion the top guy that everyone could should kind of be looking at right now for for trades. Yeah, um, I think what played a role in this was um, the Indians already said they're they're looking to trade him for opening day. Mm. Um, I think with the 
the breakout or uh, the comeback of Seager. I think that took the Dodgers out of the race. I think the Dodgers were going to be in the race a little bit because mm-hmm. they didn't know what they had out of Seager, but Seager came back better better than the player they expected. So that mm-hmm. took the Dodgers out of that race. But um, I think with, with an offseason, I think it's going to be a little less on spending because of the lost money and CBA coming up. I think trades could be a big thing because you get a guy for a year or two, and then you lose his salary when the mm-hmm. CBA is up, and you kind of know what the new you know uh, contracts are going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Lindor, I think um, you know the New York teams, you know it's going to take some bending and some changing to get them there. Mm-hmm. I think two teams that he can go to um, include the Reds mm-hmm. and the A's. Uh, the A's are a little surprising because they're not a team that spends much money, mm-hmm. but they're losing Simeon, the shortstop, as of now, in free agency. So why not get Lindor for a year and then sign him to a contract? Obviously, you're going to try signing Matt Chapman and Matt Olson. Liriano, you got a ways before you got to sign him. Sean mm-hmm. Murphy, you got a ways. So you have some money if the A's actually do want to spend. And with Billy Bean, the Moneyball guy, kind of out of there, maybe they do go more of an approach to spend some more money. Um, and they're going to have the prospects to, to go get him. Oh, yeah. And the Reds as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the Reds could definitely use him to add to that lineup and add to that defense. So those are two teams that could definitely use him. Sure. I'd love to see him on the Reds. I mean, both of us probably would like to see him on the Reds at this yeah, point. Yeah, wouldn't have to go far. Mm-mm. And he could go, if he goes to the A's, I mean... I mean, come on now. <laughs> that just adds excitement to a team that is exciting, but not exciting in the in the flashy way. Mm-hmm. He brings that flashy Ricky Henderson type of baseball. Yeah, they could use someone like that. And not that it, and Simeon's great, but you had a guy like that switch hitter with Matt Chapman and Matt Olson, Mariano, mm-hmm. I mean... You know, you went from a team that's chanted ALCS to a World Series on a good run, like the Rays, to, you know, ALCS World Series uh, bust mm. or bust. Um, so after Lindor, the next guy you, you always see uh, kind of in the trade trade block last couple of years is uh, Nolan Arenado. And we talked about him a bunch in the past because, you know, he's one of the best defensive third basemen of all time. Mm. Uh, offensively, he's one of the better ones of all time as well. Sure. I think um, – you know, he's going to get traded this offseason. I think the Rockies um trying to start making some moves for them. Um, I think he gets traded. I think he gets traded to the Cardinals, a team who needs a third baseman. Matt Carpenter obviously struggled for a couple of years now. He's, you know, kind of out the door. Um, they don't really have a third third baseman. You know, Edmund, he can play everywhere. and Some guys who can play everywhere. Um, but with Colt Wong, a free agent, mm. um, second base is open, so someone could shift over there. I think third base is going to be open for them, and they can go get Arnado. They definitely have prospects to use mm-hmm. and they definitely have outfield prospects and MLB ready prospects to go trade to get him so I think he could easily go to the Cardinals so that's where I have him going okay yeah I mean he's I mean any team that gets him isn't going to complain you know there's there's no teams that wouldn't be at least interested you know what I mean I know you've discussed it I don't know if you discussed on the show or, or uh more uh just with me you know when we talk but um, the Yankees, could you imagine if you pull off a blockbuster trade there and move their infield around a little bit? They have bit? a lot of prospects. And MLB <clears throat> ready guys as Frazier and Andrew are guys who are like, we got to kind of have a spot yeah. where they could toss around to to get this. Yeah, which we'll, we'll get to some of those guys later because they're, you know, they're legitimate trade candidates at this point too. So, you know, you get someone like that with a lot of years of control. Um, at this point, I would call him a little bit of a star. Obviously, he's on the Rockies, so you, you kind of have to question the big, broad baseball spectrum where he's at. Um, but he's unbelievable. Glove hitting, you, you really, you know what you're getting with him. Really, any team that needs any sort of third baseman could could use him. I mean, or you could, even a team that has like um, uh, an infield that is shiftable, they could use him too. Anything that you can move people around. Yeah, I think you can even see. For me personally, I I don't see it because I think I think the Mets are going to be doing a little bit other things. Mm. Um, but I mean, this guy really wants to come in and call us a ruckus. This new owner. I mean, why not trade a bunch of your pieces and go get Arenado? But mm-hmm. I think the Braves are another very possible location because they have unbelievable prospects. Oh, yeah. And they have outfield depth prospects. So they can go trade them and get Arenado. Mm-hmm. And you can use Austin Riley as a trade piece and get Arenado to add to that. And that, that's just another a guy to add to a team that's ridiculous. Imagine that infield yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah. You, both them teams, Cardinals or Braves. Cardinals, you know, DeJong, and you have uh, Goldsmith. I mean, and you have Arenado, a hater in the outfield. You have a great defense. Mm-hmm. So, and then if you're the Braves, I mean, you got Swanson, Albies, Freeman, you know, Cunha in the outfield. I mean, Kristen Pache, or you use him in the trade. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of pieces. So, one of those two teams, I think, are your, probably your best bet. But I think Cardinals is where he's going. Yeah. That's a, yeah, it's a good guess. I, 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 I don't know if he'll be moved, but that's, you know, the possibilities are out there, you know. I think before the deadline, for sure, he's gone. Okay. Unless somehow the Rockies are in it. But I don't yeah, see it. Which, 
yeah, you never know with them. Yeah, I just don't see, I don't see it. Yeah. I like them, but I don't see it. So next guy that I want to talk about is also third well, third baseman, but, you know, he plays – he has a little versatility to him. Uh, Chris Bryant for the Cubs. Uh, he's got one year left to control. So similar to Lindor, you got – you know, if team were to trade him now, we'd get him for the year, and, and that'd be it. So I could see him going uh, – I could see him going to a lot of places similar to the Arenado thing, but I see him more going to teams um, maybe like – you know, not necessarily the Braves, because because Chris Bryant kind of goes everywhere. If you want to send him to a team that you peg him, hey, you're the third baseman. Enough with the Joe Madden type, you know, messing you around. You know, you play third. Or I could see maybe a team trying to move him to first. I could see that too. If you want to play with him in the outfield, I don't know uh, what his defensive metrics are in the outfield. Uh, but eye test wise, you'd want him at third. He's a good third baseman. But I mean, uh, great bat. A little bit of a down year. He's had some. He's had some questionable years at this point. You kind of do question Chris Bryant. Uh, a little bit at this point, but he's got a lot of value still. He still ages on his side. Uh, he's got you know playoff experience on his side. So I think he. I think there's a lot of teams that should be and could be looking at him, especially if the Cubs start to. You know, you see a lot of these guys on the Cubs start to. Their free agency is coming up. They're they're getting a little older. You know, you start to wonder: Do they start rebuilding? Do they? What do they do now? So he could be part of that coalition that starts to kind of fade off. Yeah, uh, the Cubs are definitely going to be, um, as rumor has it, they're going to be cutting salary. So they're going to be, you know, in the in the market to trade some of these players away. I think Chris Bryant does get traded. Um, I think he had a, a down year a little bit. Um, that's not going to affect his value too much. Um, mm-hmm. I think you could see him go to a team that's rebuilding but on the verge of com- going somewhere, um, like a team maybe like maybe like Pittsburgh, maybe like Detroit, where it's like okay, we get like one superstar and then a couple prospects come up, we kind of go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a team that really is going to go after it, with, with the rumors saying they're going to they're going to really go after free agency and trade market hard, I think it goes to the Giants. To put him at third, maybe put Longoria first, put Brian at third uh, first, and Longoria at first, uh, third. Um, you know, flip him around. Um, but I think he goes to the Giants, um, and then you'll have you know Longoria, who's still not ter- you know not not a terrible player. You have Yastrzemski, then you'll have Bryant, and then you got the the prospect catcher. Um, I, I can't think of his name, Bart Joey Bart. Yeah, Joey Bart. Yeah. So they're kind of a couple pieces away, but you get a superstar essentially, then a couple prospects, you know, you're in the hunt. Yeah, sure. So maybe a team like that. I think a team like the Giants trades for him. Mm-hmm. You could definitely make that, uh, that NOS a little more competitive because right now, I guess it would just be what it would probably just be the Dodgers Padres right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so you had three teams there. Yeah. And look what they did this year. The Giants, they were in the hunt, even though it was 60 games, but they're in the hunt. So yeah. You had a superstar. And then another prospect keeps de- developing, and maybe you you sign somebody else. You know you're in the hunt. Sure. So, yeah. but the next guy I want to talk about is another big player, and from the Cubs is you Darvish. Mm-hmm. If the Cubs are smart, and they want to cut salary. You Darvish had his unbelievable year, so you mm-hmm. get the most value for him right now. And again, it, well, I got a couple teams here because it matters what somebody seems want to do. By one team, I got the Mets. What are they doing? That's you don't know. Are they going to rebuild? Not really rebuild, but kind of retool. Or are they going to go hard? after free agency and the trades. So I don't really know what they're going to do. In this situation, obviously, they're going to try going for it. So mm-hmm. they trade for you, Darvish. That sh- really shores up that rotation because then you'll have DeGrom, you Darvish. Um, you know, then you'll have what, maybe maybe Syndergaard's still there. And mm-hmm. That's what they want to do there. You know, so really, because they're losing Purcello, they're losing Blocka this year. Steven Matz has been terrible. His, yeah. You know, his run at the Mets has just got to be over. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have openings there. So you get him. I mean, that's two two aces. Yeah. Um, other teams you could look at is the Brewers because they need starting pitching. Yep. Um, and maybe the Astros. One last, you know, kind of ditch effort here in his last year or two to keep when they're some of these guys free agency on uh, their contract still still on the books. Mm-hmm. They can kind of another year, maybe two years where their window's still open. So maybe you go get you Darvish. You know, you get Verlander back at some point, hopefully. <clears throat> and you have Granky, and then you get Darvish. Yeah. Um, Colors is back, and so all of a sudden now they got, you know, star studded team again. Mm-hmm. So. I think that that's you know where Darvish can go. Those three teams, but it all matters what they want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, Mets can. They're you don't really know where they're at right now. But the Brewers and the, and the Astros are, are going for it. Yeah, I mean, he would fit in uh, at this point, if especially if he pitches like he did. He would fit in anywhere. You know, obviously, a team that needs pitching could be the you know the Yankees. Maybe could pick up someone to shore up. Uh, you know, with losing Tanaka and, and Paxton in free agency, uh, if they want to go that route instead of uh, spending a whole ton of money on it. You know, because I think the Yankees are more inclined to go to the trade route. This season with, with um, you know, obviously all the teams lost money this year. So I think a lot of teams are more inclined to do the trade route. So Darvish should be, if if the Cubs do make him available, I think Darvish should be uh, one of the more top guys that 
team should be looking at. Guys get a lot of pitches, a lot of stamina, you know. Especially with a free agent market for starting pitchers, that's kind of one guy, maybe two guys, star-studded. Yeah. I think it's one star-studded guy in Bauer, Mm. and then everyone else is kind of like, oh, okay. He's that extra star-studded guy. Yeah. He's the guy that could be your number one, So if number you lose two. out on number one, the number one guy, you get him. Yeah. And it's like 1A. You don't really lose out much. You can see something like that. You can even throw a team like the Padres in there, who's always, 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 always trying to get a starting pitcher. Yeah. You never could really see him. They got Clevenger this time, uh, this past year, but so maybe even a team like that. Yeah. You get him, Clevenger, Lamette, you know. He, he's trading. He wants him. Yeah. So don't be surprised there. Yeah. They're going for it. So we'll, we'll see what happens. The next guy I want to talk about is Miguel Andujar. For the Yankees, he has three years of control, uh, which could add to his value quite a bit. Uh, obviously, came out, had a great rookie season, had hit great. Uh, defense, obviously, is, is questionable at best. You know, so I think Miguel Andujar would be uh, good suited for uh, a team that needs a really good bat and can forego some of the defensive issues. Maybe he could, I could see him maybe going to an AL team. You could just have him DH. Because uh, he does have a good bat. I th- I do really believe that he does, in a 162-game season, he would put up pretty good numbers. Or at least numbers that you could slot him in at the six, at the six spot, seven spot, maybe you know maybe a two spot if, if he's more of a high average, having a high average season. But as far as uh, where he would go, I think it's more reliant on what the Yankees want to get in return. I think the Yankees, you could see Miguel Andujar um, go in a package um, and the same thing I got right under him is Clint Frazier. I think that they kind of are one and the same. They might go in a package deal. So if the Yankees want to go and get a pitcher, which they should, you know, I could see him going to uh, some sort of team that the Yankees want. Maybe even you Darvish, someone like, you know, someone like that. He, maybe you could see it and do her going to the Cubs. Um, that's definitely, I could definitely see that. But I mean, he, I think that Miguel Andujar has a little more value than people like to give him credit. I think that he's had... He had a really rough season when he got injured. Uh, last season, you saw there was a little bit of life towards the end, even though they kind of, you know, the Yankees have a lot of depth, so it was hard to get him as much playing time as he should have. Uh, but I think Miguel Andujar does have, I think a lot of teams do see a lot of value in him. And I think it's, like I said, I think the landing spot for him is more reliant on what the Yankees want to do and what they want to get in return, where, you know, where he would go. Yeah, yeah. Um, Andujar, uh, you know, terrible defender. I mean, that's just flat out. Let's just get right to it. Um, but he can hit. His on base is not good. Um, so, you know, uh, as somebody who likes defense and does care about on base just as much as he cares about average, um, it was really hard to kind of get behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he's a Seriano-esque player. Mm-hmm. He really can hit. And defense, you worry about later. And on base, you don't care about because he's hitting and he's hitting home runs and he's crazy. Mm-hmm. So you don't really care about it. Um, doesn't steal bases like Seriano. I mean, Seriano was one, one of a kind of player. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, come, you know, you kind of compare him. So I think um, to go along, you mentioned Clint Frazier already. You know, we can kind of merge all, a lot of these players together. I think you could put Andujar and Frazier in some sort of deal and go get Syndergaard from the Mets. The mm-hmm. Mets give up on Syndergaard. Or not give up on him, but like, okay, let's just kind of move on from him because, you know, he's he's hurt, he's big, he's throwing hard, lasts long, he could be a starter, you know, whatever. They have other starters in the minors. They always have starters, the Mets. Mm-hmm. So do you get rid of Syndergaard to go get Andujar and Frazier and maybe something else? Yeah. So I have, that's one of my guys I was going to talk about is Syndergaard. I had Syndergaard maybe getting traded to the Yankees. Um, so maybe that's part of a deal. Um, also, you could put in uh, the idea of maybe Andujar, Sanchez, Frazier, one of those guys getting traded to the Rockies. Mm-hmm. So go get someone like John Gray and, and Arnado um, in a big deal or, or some sort of Trevor Story deal, something crazy. Yeah. Imagine where you have the crazy you want to think. Yeah. You can put a lot of these pieces that we're going to talk about and we talked about in trades. So, uh, you know, Andujar, I think, could go to the Mets, get center guard. And I already mentioned Sanchez. I think Sanchez gets traded to the Rockies for some sort of piece. Maybe some sort of John Gray. Maybe one of their young relievers. Um, maybe, you know, one of their outfielders, David Dahl. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So I, th- I think, you know, you know, like I said, a lot of these pieces can go, they all go together. So to get back to kind of where we started here, I think Andujar goes to the Mets. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Frazier maybe get part of that deal. And the Yankees get in return, maybe uh, Syndergaard, maybe Edwin Diaz in that deal. Or Syndergaard and uh, Batantis, mm-hmm. something something along those lines. So that's pretty much where I got that. Next guy I already went in with Sanchez to the Rockies. I think you know you can get something like that. So I don't want to jump in that too much. But uh, you know the next guy who's not really a, a huge name, uh, but you know has a lot of potential is John Gray. Mm-hmm. I think he can get traded to the Brewers. Brewers need starting pitching. The Rockies I think are giving up on, are going to give up on him. You know he's got great potential. Colorado hurts him, hurts his stats, but um. Brewers need starting pitcher. 
and he could have a huge impact on the Brewers. So that's why I mentioned him here. Sure. Um, I also like John Gray, so I also wanted to mention that part. But um, yeah, I think John Gray can get traded this offseason. I think he gets traded maybe to the Brewers. Okay. Yeah, I mean he he's a, a nice piece that could uh, add and uh, and complete a rotation or add just maybe that missing puzzle piece for yeah. rotation. I mean he's got he was always an ace prospect. Mm. So if you get that ace that one two out of him, I mean great. Otherwise, you know hopefully he builds. Uh, he's out of Colorado. Maybe he's a he's a really good three man, and that that's fine too. Yeah, you can see him throwing uh you know high three you know ERA three fifty ERA or something like that, and that's fine. That's that's below average for the league. So you know if you get that out of him, that's that's great. Next guy I want to talk about is J.D. Martinez for the Red Sox. More the problem here with J.D., I don't question really his bat. I know some people have come into question, you know, if he's if his value is going to start, you know, kind of tanking here. But I still think that he's got a great bat, and I think you put him on a team that's com- uh, competitive. I think that you're going to see the real J.D. Martinez, or at least the, the J.D. Martinez of, of the last few years. you got two years of control for him. A uh, team, really the worry is a team that's going to eat his contract. That's what you got to find because I think he's, he's getting paid pretty handsomely from the Red Sox. So I think that's more the issue with finding a, a spot for him. And you, you would typically want a team that's going to be in the American League because you're probably going to want him to DH. Because uh, him fielding is, is not – he's not – I mean, I would say he's probably a liability out there. He's not like – he's not dead weight. He's not just going to be – he's not going to be terrible out there. But you want him – he's like Nelson Cruz at this point. You want him – he's going to be a DH. Um, so you typically want him to be in the AL – um, finding a team that could eat that contract though is is going to be tough, you know. Yeah, I don't know where Jamie Martinez gets traded. I don't. I don't know if Boston trades him because uh, they brought Cora back, uh, which you know the MLB just let you know rule breakers and cheaters do what they want, run run wild in this league. So mm-hmm. um, if you bring a guy like that back, you I don't see them rebuilding. Yeah, I see them trying to win. If you hire a different manager, as in Sam Fold, a new manager, I was thinking maybe you're trying to look more for a rebuild. Mm-hmm. But since they brought the old guy, you know, or the guy who's been there, I think you, you got to go continue. So I think he stays there. And just to go to the next guy here, I think this is the last one we're going to talk about, uh, Hater. He's been in a lot of talks, you know, especially with the uh, the Brewers uh, having some young relievers. Um, the rookie, Williams, um, had a great year. So, um, you know, they, they, he could be, you know, expandable. And then get them some sort of big pieces. Um, so I think a, a, a team that really could look at him is obviously the Yankees, who's been in talks with him all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, maybe Hader goes to the Yankees. And then we also mentioned some of these guys we talked about before. And Duhar, Frazier, Sanchez, could they go to the Brewers in some sort of trade to get Hader? Yeah. So you can kind of see how all these kind of pieces all kind of work together um, for certain teams. So mm-hmm. I think Hader to the Yankees is a move that you could see, or maybe even hater to a team like the Dodgers because they have prospects as in Gavin Lux and guys like that that they have to kind of get rid of. And they have another catcher behind Will Smith. I can't think of his name, but who could be on the move? Yeah, Josh Hader uh, has three years of control coming up, so you're obviously going to want to, you know, you're going to want to get a haul for him. I would assume he's going to take a haul. And he's probably, you would think, go to a contending team, you know, a team like the Dodgers or the Yankees or, or someone or like Astros. that. Or the Astros could I use some. Uh, this year. I yeah, you could go to the Astros before this year started. So I'm, I, you know, I'll throw that that team in there as well. Yeah, because they're all they're all right there, ready. I mean, Dodgers obviously just won the World Series, but you know, they you, they want to stay in that realm and stay in that competitive space. So I could uh, the teams that I could see him going to are more like the Astros, Yankees, Dodgers sphere, where you want teams that are going to win. Could you see him going to someone like the Angels, have him be the closer out there? You never know, but. I think you, you would more want him to shore up an already good bullpen, I would think. And then you got him for three years, so you don't have to worry about him there. All right, so that's uh, – we. there's obviously – I mean, like I said before, there's there's a million trade candidates you can go to and theories you can make and, and whatever um, because it's always nebulous what – you know, where these guys could go and what GMs could do. So I think it's um, – I think we should move on to free agents. Uh, there's a ton of them. There's a ton of ones that can make a big impact on a team. So – I think we should start with, uh, we've got a top 10 here. I think this is a top 10 that uh, you would find most lists would contain these, these, especially the top five, would contain these guys. And then after that, we'll get into some guys that we personally think might have some landing, interesting landing spots and uh, teams that could make a big difference. So the number one free agent, at least that I have, um, I would assume he would be on most everyone's number one, is JT Romuto. I mean, big time, big time catcher. One of the few really one of the few catchers in the league that like that's my catcher because a lot of teams that kind of do that platooning a lot of teams have a catcher that's more defensive and and you worry about the offense later 
But Real Muto can run. He can hit. He get, has a little bit of pop in him. Uh, obviously, great defense. He's the whole package. Kind of on the younger side. I believe he's on the opposite side of 30 at this point, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so you do have to worry about that. But, you know, as far as a long-term deal. But there's a lot of – I mean, he could go back to the Phillies. I could see that being a, a realistic landing spot for him. Uh, I could see him going to the Yankees if the Yankees decide to do some big moves with Sanchez. <clears throat> you could obviously see him going to someone like the Rays or the Mets or someone like this who could – who really – I mean, any team obviously could use this guy, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. You could always make moves and, and get find room for J.C. Romuto. But these these teams that really – if you shore up – if you – you know, you're infield – and you sure up the guy behind the plate with JT Romuto, you're, you're, not only does your lineup look better, but your defense looks better. Yeah. So there's there's quite a few landing spots for for him. Yeah, I mean, I think New York, one of the two teams in New York, is a great is a great idea. Imagine what the Mets want to do and what the Yankees want to do. I think the Rays was a, was a team that I really thought they got rid of Zanino this year. They're not really spending much money, and they obviously are good enough to win. They're in the World Series. You get mm-hmm. Romuto, <clears throat> you can put him in the middle of that lineup or the top of that lineup, and then he's going to help with your pitching, which your pitching was already good. But now you have a catcher that's really good. I mean, Zeno's really good on the plate, but you mean this guy's the best. or Well, second best behind Molina, but, you know, one of the best. So you put him there, really helps their team. So a team like that. And I think the Angels, why not keep going? Yeah. Your, your pitching's not great. You get a catcher like this, it helps the pitching. Can't hurt it. Sure. And then you add him to that lineup to go along with Pujols, who still, still hits okay. Uh, Otani and, and Rendon and Trout and, and Fletcher and like, a bunch of guys like that. I mean, you would be hitting all day. Taylor Ward, uh, wasn't that, you know, Taylor, was he the rookie this year that came up? Oh, Jared Walsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You yeah. Know? See a bunch of guys like that. Justin Upton's still there. I mean, so that's a team I think could easily go after him. Yeah, they're almost ready to go. So if they shore up a few pieces, especially if you get a catcher like that, they'd be, they'd be good to go. Number two here that I got, both of us talked about him a lot, is DJ LeMahieu. Who uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to be short and sweet here. I think that I do, and I re- I have been saying this for a while. I do think the Yankees get him back. I think the Yankees know what they have or have have had the last two seasons. Uh, I don't think Brian Cashman's stupid, and I do think that he understands what he adds to the lineup. And I think I do think they're going to go and try and get him. Obviously, the qualifying offer extending that is smart, especially with the kind of volatility that the free agency could see this season. You might see someone like LeMay who say, you know what, I'll just take the year. You know, let's 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 do this. I don't want to risk my skin on a uh, on free agency this season. Uh, but I really, really do in my heart believe he's going back to the Yankees, and that's not just me being a Yankee fan. I just think that he said he wants to be there. The Yankees want him there. Yankee fans want him there. It's just, in my opinion, it's just kind of a match made in heaven. But then again, any team could use DJ Lemayhu. Let's be honest. Yeah, I think Lemayhu goes back to the Yankees. I think if they don't go, if he doesn't go back to the Yankees, the Yankees uh, won't see really won't see a World Series. I don't see that lineup without a hitter like LeMahieu um, really being as good as it can be. Mm. Um, but I think if something crazy happens, he doesn't go to the Yankees, again, you're looking at a team like the A's, because he's an A's type of player, mm. or a team like the Reds. Mm. They miss that on Lindor, maybe you get LeMahieu, who can move around the infield, and he can hit and do whatever you want. So uh, those are two teams I think you can throw in there if he doesn't go back to the Yankees. So number three, uh, change it up a little bit. We got probably the number one starting pitcher, on the market right now is Trevor Bauer. Market as far as free agency and even trade candidacy, maybe. Uh, but yeah, Trevor Bauer had an unbelievable season with the Reds. Uh, really shot his stock up because uh, Trevor Bauer for a few seasons now has kind of been like, a, you've seen the flashes of like what he did in 2020 where the flashes of greatness. You've seen the flashes of the six ERAs. So you sometimes question Trevor Bauer. You know, if, if you're a GM, I would assume you question like, well, what's his long-term viability? Uh, you also question what he brings to a clubhouse, what he brings to social media, you know, to your organization. You do have to question these things. Um, it's not like LeMahieu where you just you just don't even hear from him and he does his job. Um, you would probably call Trevor Bauer the antithesis of that, really. There's a lot of – I've seen a lot of things. I've seen the Blue Jays be an option for him. I've seen uh, the Yankees, if the Garrett Cole stuff really – if that's all just uh, – if that's just all rumors. You could see him going to the Yankees. Uh, if the Mets go for it, you can see him go to the Mets. You see a team like maybe you mentioned the Giants. See, they start to go for it. Maybe they try to lock him up. Or does he stick with the one-year plan that he said he was just going to sign one-year deals the rest of his career? I mean, you know, does that play into effect too? Does he just go back to the Reds for one year? I mean, you know, he has got a lot of options, and a lot of teams have a lot of options with him. So I, I don't know exactly where he lands, but wherever he lands, I think he will He'll make a pretty good impact. He'll be like a good two guy, you know. Yeah, yeah I think a team like Boston could go into it. They mm-hmm. want pitching. They want to keep their team competitive. I mean, Boston can go for it. 
Chris Sale comes back. You have Chris Sale and the Bauer. Valdi, you know, you're hoping to get um, Eduardo Rodriguez back. Um, then a couple of young guys, you know, groom in the, pros- in the in the prospect pool. So that could really help their pitching. Uh, Yankees, like you said, if Garrett Cole and him, that's just, you know, all past or not real, those those uh, those feuds. And a team like the Twins, who need pitching. And you add him to a team like that, who really needs pitching, he could be walk right in the door and be, you know, he's probably your ace. Yeah. Either him or Jose Barrios. So you got 1A, you know, 1 and 1A. Hmm. So, was a, you know, I think he can easily go to the Twins. And yeah. you know he's going to have the offense to back him up, which, you know, the Reds didn't have this year for some reason. And that kind of bothered him. So you go to a team like that, you're like, well, I have offense now. That's where I think, you know, you, you can see him go. Sure. All right, number four, uh, we've got George Springer for the Astros. Um, I believe he was extended a qualifying offer by the Astros. It remains to be seen uh, what happens with that. But I think he gets out of Houston. Uh, I don't think I've kind of thought that the whole year with all this controversy. I think he wants to, I, it would be smart for him to distance himself from that organization uh, with everything that went on. Uh, obviously for them, I'm sure it was nice in the clubhouse to get to the ALCS and, and kind of in their way, prove everyone wrong or whatever their narrative wants to, they want to write. But uh, I think he goes, he, he's got a lot of options. I think the next guy we're going to talk about here kind of has a similar amount of options. Uh, Springer is someone that could go and be a leader on a team. He's a good leadoff guy, uh, as you could always put an asterisk next to it, but he has been in the playoffs quite a few times now. A lot of home runs in the playoffs. Uh, you do always have to question the injury stuff with him because he has had an in- a history of injuries. But I think that Springer probably rejects, I would think he would reject the qualifying offer. Although then again, with this season, I wouldn't be surprised if anyone took the qualifying offer, just with, with how the market might be this season. Uh, I think there's a lot of options for him, and I think that a lot of teams have a lot of options to, to kind of bring him in and be their center fielder, right fielder, kind of whatever they want to do. Yeah. Um, I think a team that's been looking for center fielders for many years now um, and keeps getting these low-end guys and, oh, well, he kind of plays really good defense, but then they hit terrible and doesn't work out, mm-hmm. is the Mets. So I think he goes to the Mets if they're kind of rebuilding or retooling or if they're just going straight out for it. I think he goes to the Mets either way on some sort of three- or four-year deal. Um, and they kind of get the center fielder or at least, you know, above average defender at any outfield position they, that they want. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I mean, the Mets, uh, especially with this new ownership, have a lot of options, and we don't know yet if they're going to do the, the blow-up like the Marlins did, or they're going to do like the, hey, let's go for it, we're almost there, uh, let's just go for it. So number five, um, in hindsight, I probably, I mean, in my opinion, I should have put him above Springer, but number five is Marcelo Zuna, mm-hmm. who uh, I think was an MVP snub this season. We both kind of think he was an MVP snub this season, at least top three. MVP snub. Here's a, here's a guy who has just seemingly progressively gotten better and better. Adds a lot of value to a lineup uh, on a team. I think there's a uh, quite a few places that he could go, especially a, a team that kind of is more in need of a bat rather than the defense because his defense is uh, is good. You know he's got good defense, but it's not really that's not why you're signing Marcelo Zuna. I could see a team. I would like to see a team lock him up because he has he's got a lot of value and and you really should get a guy like that. I guess I wouldn't be surprised if he just tried signing some sort of short deal to get out of this free agency with some sort of money, um, like this free agent year. Um, kind of similar to Springer, you could see him going. You could see him going to the Mets. I could see it. You know, you get a guy like that for them. I mean, there's there's un- unlimited possibilities with him. You could see him going back to the Braves. I guess if the you know if they want to make some room in that outfield, you could obviously make room for him. Maybe the Cardinals have some sort of consideration there. Could bring him back there. If the Marlins want to go crazy, bring him back. Bring him back. You know, kind of where he began, kind of where stuff began for him. Yeah. You could see that because the Marlins are maybe going for it now. But Marcelo Zuna is a great piece, and he'll be valuable wherever he goes. Yeah, Marcelo Zuna is one of the best hitters in baseball. It's just how it is. I don't care what anyone says. I believe that for many years. This year, he almost won a triple crown. So, um, great player. His defense has gotten better because uh, it was it was really good. Then it struggled a little bit for for two years. He had some injuries, but it was back up. You know, better this year. Hmm. Uh, but I think a team that could really go for. It, Go for uh, him is the Rangers. I really do. If he doesn't go back to the Braves, I mean, you get him the Rangers. You got now you got righty power with him, lefty power with Gallo. You know, Shinshu Chu's gone. You know, you still have Andrews. You still have Odor as of now. Um, so they could definitely use, you know, another really good hitter and uh, another good outfielder. So you put Marcel Zuna there with Joey Gallo and so many other players they have. You know, they they can make a push for for an AL West that they think is going to be opening up with a team like the Angels trying to build but nothing really sticking as of right now. 
Um, the A's um, are really good and they're going to be good for a couple of years, but who knows what their what their plans are with free agency and, you know, signing players mm. and keeping the team together. The Astros kind of coming apart soon, you got to yeah. think, and the Mariners not nowhere near close. They can jump right into this race mm. <clears throat> and they have some good pieces. So they can easily sign a, team, a guy like Marcel Zuna and, um, you know, if something crazy happens, you sign him to a three, three-year deal or something, you trade him. Yeah, sure. It's so, not a bad idea. You know, but I think he goes, you know, a team like the Rangers could easily go get him. And mm. Rangers seen what he could do in their stadium. Yeah, the yeah. Playoffs. So, sure. you know, it wouldn't be bad to see him go there. No, no, he's he's another guy like these top five guys we talked about. They, they got a lot of options. You're not going to you're not going to be sad. You know, you're not going to be like, oh, maybe that was a – no, we've got too many outfielders if you get Marcelo Zuna. Uh, the next guy we got here is Marcus Simeon, number six. Uh, Marcus Simeon, I, I do, I I kind of do think he's going to ba- go back to the A's. There's a little part of me that kind of just always sees him with the A's. I could see maybe the Angels going after him, which would not be a bad with with them losing Angels and Simmons, which I think we'll get to in a little bit. You know, you got you got a team like the Angels who really should be going for it at this point. Um, it's a shame that Trout, a guy like Mike Trout, hasn't been able to make the playoffs. And you got a team that always seems to. You know, before the season starts, we always seem to be talking about, oh, the Angels, is this the time? Is they finally gonna are they finally gonna kinda cross over and start being a playoff team? And I think that uh you know, he's familiar with the AL West already. The Angels probably got the money to do it. And uh, you know, they got a spot to fill. So it makes sense that he would go somewhere like there. Uh but I really wouldn't be surprised if he just went back to the A's and because I could just I just see him like when I imagine Marcus Simeon, I, I just imagine him being on the A's just for his career. It's just like kind of one of those players. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, obviously we had Lindor and some trades and, you know, maybe LeMayhew, but um, I think uh, Simeon goes right back to the A's. A uh, little bit of a down year, but the A's kind of helped him recoup some of that prospect, you know, level play. I think he'll return the favor by staying there and keeping kind of a big piece of the band together. So I think he goes right back to the A's. Um, the only way I don't see him going back there is if they get a guy like Lindor. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I see Simeon staying with the A's. All right, the next guy that I want to talk about, number seven, is another Marcus, Marcus Stroman. Uh, had a little bit of a, an interesting Twitter campaign going here for some to make their case, make his case for free agency. A, kind of another guy that's a little more not as much outspoken as Trevor Bauer, but a little outspoken on Twitter. Has a lot of value, I think, uh, in the in the kind of pitching free agent market. He's probably one of the, he's probably top five starting pitching free agent, I would think. On anyone's list, whether you like the guy or not, uh, he's probably a solid two or three guy, three something ERA, uh, can eat some innings for you. Probably won't cost you all that much compared to Bauer or someone like that. So you could see him, you know, going. I don't think he'll go back to the Mets, but you could see him go to the Yankees, even though he made a weird play to try and court them for some reason. Maybe he goes back to the Blue Jays because um, you add a guy like that to that rotation. You know, the Blue Jays might be in a spot where if they just get if they just get one starting pitcher. Uh, they might be in a good spot uh, on top of Ryu they got last year. So, I mean, there's he kind of similar to Bauer. Um, he might be like plan 1A or plan B. If a team doesn't get Bauer, he's he's the next guy that maybe teams should be looking at. But I don't I don't know as of right now where Stroman goes. I think that he's – I think that I haven't seen a lot of rumors with him. Uh, Angels, obviously, they need pitching. So that's that's an obvious right there. So, yeah, I don't know as of right now exactly where, where he would be pegged at. Yeah. I always had Stroman uh, going to the Angels. That's why I always seen him fit. I mean, if you want to throw a couple other teams out there, the A's need some pitching. Why not? Um, Cincinnati, if they lose Bauer, why not go get Stroman? Or maybe with a team like the Cardinals. Because he could fit right in with the Cardinals. You know, mm-hmm. even though he's you know talks a little bit, but he could fit right in. Sure. He'll fit right into that team, and they'll you know he'll pitch great. But I think a team like the Angels is where he's going. Or even, hell, the Padres. You could see that, too. Yeah, I could see him going to the Padres, too. I mean, um, there's a bunch of teams, obviously, that could take him, but I think... I think he goes to the Angels is, is where my number one guess is. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, number eight here, we got Michael Brantley, who um, I think has a lot more value maybe than people perceive. Obviously, he's uh, I, I, he's getting a little older, admittedly, but uh, I could see, you know, it would be nice if there was a little room in that outfield, maybe a team like the Yankees. Uh, it would be nice for them if they were to lose LeMahieu because you kind of get that hitter back. Uh, in or, you both or you get both of them and you really, you know, the top of that lineup's really killer. But, you know, if there was a little room, because there's also been rumors with Stanton being on the on the trading block. There's been some rumors there, some murmurs. Um, so you free up some space in that outfield. Brantley's not the best fielder, but they don't, for some reason, they don't like Stanton in the outfield anyway. So Brantley, you know, if, if there's some wheeling and dealing going on with the Yankees, you could see Brantley maybe go there. You could see him going back with the Astros if they're still going for it. That's obviously a ob- uh, landing spot. 
Uh, maybe um, more AL teams more suited for him. He's getting a little older. You kind of want the uh, DH, you know, uh, aspect of him, uh, especially if a guy like batting 300, you just tell him, hey, you hit. That's that's what you do. You know, that'd be uh, that'd be a big plus for really any AL team. Yeah, uh, I keep it real simple. Mike Brantley, one of the best hitters in baseball. Um, <laughs> you know, left-handed version of LeMayu doesn't say anything. Um, I think he goes right back to Houston. Simple as that. I don't I don't see how they can lose him, especially if they're losing Springer. You don't lose him. Sure. Yeah, I, it's short and sweet. I like it. Number nine, uh, I think we both kind of feel the same way about this guy, Justin Turner. I don't see him really going anywhere with the Dodgers, but the Dodgers, I should say. I, should say. I mean, but there's a guy that, I think all the teams should be looking at right now, especially teams that are competitive that could make a playoff uh, run. Uh, you get a guy like that in the lineup, especially in the playoffs. Oh man, because he, especially with this postseason, you saw that he he really turned it on. He's a guy that turns it on for the playoffs. He's the best player in that in that order. Oh yeah, he's what makes that order. I mean, I know Seager this year really really stepped up, but Justin Turner for years has made the Dodgers lineup. He's what made that team good. Sure, well, especially in the playoffs. So I mean, I I don't see him going anywhere. You no, know, I really don't. Um, he does seem like an A's kind of player, though. Something. Happened. Yeah. I know you see a lot of these guys with the A's, but that's because they have openers. They have a lot of free agents. No, oh, yeah. Minor free agents, and they can go after it. Or a team like the Orioles, where he first first started. Does he go back and and kind of give back to the Orioles and be a veteran over there and help them turn? Maybe. Or maybe a team like the Nationals, who are still going to kind of be in a hunt with it because they got pitchers. So maybe he goes mm-hmm. there. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's there's. I think there's a lot of options for him, but I think that the most obvious one is the Dodgers. That's where I, I think he's going. Yeah. yeah, I think that's pretty obvious. Um, number 10, the last guy I want to talk about in the top 10 before we get into kind of just uh, miscellaneous and more uh, obscure maybe free agents uh, is Liam Hendricks, kind of the only uh, – one of the big, if not one of the only relievers on the market that teams should really take a look at. I believe he only had one blown save this year with the A's. It was like the first game. So Liam Hendricks uh, is a guy for the last two seasons now – uh, has done the job for the A's and done it well. Uh, obviously, uh, his history, Liam Hendricks, kind of had to figure it out for a little bit before he got to this point. Uh, but I think that he could add, uh, kind of similar to what we mentioned with Hader, I think he could add a lot of value to a, a, an already established bullpen. I also could see him going, I mean, we, we talk about him a lot, but maybe the Angels. He's already familiar with the AL West. He's already familiar with, with the teams there and the offenses. And you got a team there that really needs, that could really use uh, a closer you know, could really shore up their pitching because the Angels pitching it just overall bullpen and starting has been a big, big question mark for them. So uh, I could see a team like that. I could see uh, you never count the Yankees out with their free agency. So uh, Liam Hendricks, though, is, uh, has got a lot of value in this in this free agency. Yeah, I could see him going to the Yankees as well just because he, he doesn't mind not being the closer. I could see him going there. Hmm. Um, but I think the real team that he goes to is the Phillies. Phillies had like a 70 array in the bullpen, and they were still right in the playoff hunt. Mm. And they have a good team. So if you go get uh, some bullpen pieces, I mean, now you shored up your biggest weakness. Now you got something. Especially if they don't get real good to back, you definitely have money to spend, so why not go get some bullpen pieces? So I think Liam Hendricks can go to the Phillies um, or, you know, secondary, maybe the Yankees, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. But I think Phillies for, for Hendricks. Yeah, that would, uh, that would help the Phillies out a lot because they're another team that could use uh, some bullpen assurance. So that was like your, your top 10. That's like your best free agents, we think. So the next guys are, are really good players, um, but they're kind of like 1A. You know, you can, you know, they're not really talked about as much compared to these top 10. These top 10 are all over the place. You mm-hmm. hear that they're free agents all the time. These next guys you don't really, you know, think of um, right away with these other guys not signed yet. So the first one I want to talk about is uh, Kirby Yates. Okay. Um, great closer, similar to Hendricks. Came on strong the last couple of years, but he got hurt last year or this year. Um, so people kind of forgot about him going free agency, but great pitcher, great closer. I think, um, you know, I think you can go back to the Padres because of the injury, knowing the team's good. I think you can go back there. Um, I think you go to Oakland to fill in for Hendricks because it might be cheaper since he did get hurt, mm-hmm. like a cheaper option. Um, or I think he goes to the Dodgers to help out because they kind of need, um, you know, Kellen Jensen kind of being a question mark. They can kind of use another guy out there. And another guy I think doesn't really mind if he's the closer or not in Kirby Yates. So uh, I think those are the three teams I think he can go to. Yeah, he would. He would. He's another guy like Liam Hendricks that would fit in anywhere. You know, you really don't need to make him the closer. You can make him a setup man, or you know, he's gonna he's gonna produce for you. Sure. There's a few guys here that, uh, as far as pitching, that I want to talk about, but I actually want to talk a little bit about Charlie Morton, who's a little bit more down my list. I was gonna start with Tanaka, but I I think at least for me personally, I think Tanaka is probably gonna go back to the Yankees. Um, that's I really do feel that. I think he's done well with them, and I think he does like New York. 
So, but I, I don't want to get too much into someone that I, I kind of already think is going to go somewhere. But Charlie Morton, I think, is someone that a lot of teams should consider, uh, especially with his uh, playoff, with his playoff uh, experience and his playoff production. Obviously, his last start in the playoffs wasn't his wasn't you know what we're used to out of Charlie Morton. But up until then, he's been absolutely unbelievable in the playoffs. Um, the only thing with Morton is he already said um, that he is fine at retiring. But he he wants to play, but he wants to be in the right situation, a team that he likes, and he wants to stay close to his Florida home. Okay, so he might just go back to the Rays then, if the, you know. So my uh, free agent prediction there was he either goes to Miami, because they always need pitching, mm-hmm. and a veteran, or he goes stays in Tampa for a cheaper deal. Okay, so but then I, again, he go to Atlanta, because that's yeah, not and they need pitching. So there's three teams I think, but he, he already said he kind of wants to stay home and he wants to be in the right situation, which is I kind of want to win. Yeah. Well, you know what? You brought up Atlanta. I think that you you get him as your what would that be for them? Maybe their three guy or four guy. I mean, you have him in the playoffs. You have uh, Freed, Soroka, and him, and then you know you got Kyle Wright and Ian and, and Ian Anderson. You got you've got a five. You've got five right there. That's your five. You know. So, and you bring him in as uh, you, maybe you don't do what the Rays do and just pitch him five innings, and that's just at the end of his day. No matter what, he could have five pitches. You know, five innings is, is it. Um, so you stretch him out a little bit. You get six or seven innings out of him in the playoffs. I mean, he's going to be money. He's going to be money. Uh, or, or he comes in the bullpen and the playoffs. Or he's yeah. Or he just comes three innings out of the bullpen in the playoffs and just ends the game. Yeah. So I, I'm looking more down the line with Charlie Morton as far as like obviously he's going to produce in the regular season. No doubt. No doubt about that. But you know when you're a team that's that's playoff bound or just about playoff bound like the Braves, you got to look ahead and be like, well, where are we going to be at with our playoff picture? And I think Morton is a guy that I think teams should take more of a look at if he is willing, like you said, if he's just going to stay in that circle of where he wants to go, then it is what it is. But if he's willing to extend out and maybe go up, up the East coast or maybe go a little more like, like Rangers or, or maybe go back to the Astros or something like that. Wouldn't be a bad fit for a lot of those teams. Yeah. You know, and real quick, you mentioned Tanaka. I don't want to get into Tanaka too much. Cause you know, we think he does go back to the Yankees. Um, I think the one team that gets him if he doesn't go to the Yankees is the angels. I mean, the Angels have been, uh, uh, the West Coast have been a, a team for the uh, Japanese and the Chinese players. Um, so he goes out there to the Angels with Otani and a position that the Angels really need. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, as, you know, I just want to, you know, be a quick touch up there with Tanaka since you mentioned him. So the next guy I want to get into, quick. this one's going to be very quick, is Carl Santana. Um, we've seen him away from the Indians. Not a bad player. What the Indians is a better player. I think Carl Santana stays with the Indians. Simple reason is, hey, let's keep him. He's a veteran. Let's have him around. We play well because the Indians still kind of want to compete, mm. but they don't want to spend a bunch of money. So they can keep San- uh, Santana, uh, fan favorite, all that kind of stuff. And if he plays well and the Indians aren't playing great, trade him. So I think you can simple get like a two-year deal out of him um, and then trade him. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what the Indians do. I think that's, you know, but he's he is a big free agent because he gets on base a lot. His average is usually lower, but on base a lot, veteran. And uh, he really isn't a terrible fielder. So, uh, Santana, Carl Santana, I think, goes back to the Indians. Okay. There's a lot of guys here. I'm kind of jumping around my list here because I got another, like, ten guys listed. Uh, there's some guys that we, we both got, some guys that I listed that are a little bit like, uh, kind of like guys like Kevin Gosman and Mike Miner, mm-hmm. kind of guys that are going to fly under the radar. But I think that a package deal that both of us really like, I don't know if they're going to go far, but Adam Wainwright and Yachty, I, I feel like, I feel like, you know, if, if a team gets them, they're going to get the other guy. It just kind of should seem that way. Yeah, it does, yeah. I don't know if they're going to go far. I think they might just end up staying with the Cardinals I in the end. So. I think that's what's going to end up happening. But imagine you, you know, you're a team that's that's in need of a catcher, in need of like a third starter or something like that, a veteran guy, you know, depending on what team it is. And you get both of them and you get, you know, that combo that is used to winning uh, is they're both still effective, very effective at their age. I think that maybe teams should take a second look at them. And, and I wonder if, if a lot of like, MLB writers and owners and GMs are kind of making them a foregone conclusion. And I don't know if they're getting enough looks that they should. Maybe even just from the writers. I don't see a lot of write-ups about them. And uh, especially Yachty, because Yachty Merlin is one of the best catchers of all time. And let's be honest, uh, i just seen it before. He's a first-time free agent. Team should really be looking at him, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I keep it simple. Uh, You named two teams... um that come to mind when you name those, those oh, we want a catcher, we want a pitcher, and we want to win. Um, Yankees, mm-hmm. that you can use a catcher, and they can use a pitcher, and they want to win. Um, the Braves, they can use a catcher, and they want a pitcher, and they want to win. And Wayne Wright's from Atlanta. so 
yeah. you know, if he was going to go somewhere. Um, but I think they could stay together, and I think they stay at St. Louis, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but teams to look at, Yankees and Braves for those two. Sure. Um, to go from Molina, you get James McCann, a catcher. I think it goes hand-in-hand with, we already talked about Bermuda, we already talked about Molina. Whoever loses out on those catcher deals is who, who where he goes. So if the Mets get Real Muto, I got McCann going to the Yankees. If the Yankees get Real Muto, I got McCann going to the Mets. Mm. I think that's pretty much where where we stand with those. Okay. Um, but even if they Molina leaves St. Louis, maybe he goes to St. Louis. So whoever loses out on these catchers, they'll get him. Yeah. That's where I that's where I see with James McCann. Yeah, and James McCann, uh, people should uh, should be looking more out than they are. I think he's he's yeah. he's valuable. Yeah, and um, he plays first base at a, at a high level if you need him to. Yeah, which so. is, you know, a, a lot of catchers, that is their second position is first base. But, I mean, hey, if you have a guy that, that you know is proven to do it, then that, that adds a lot of a lot of value. Sure. Um, jump around a little bit here. I think uh, James Paxton is another guy that, you know, obviously you worry about. Uh, he was a little injured this year, didn't really pitch at all, much at all, and didn't pitch very effectively. His fastball velocity was down because of the lack of, uh, lack of strength in his arm from his surgery and not being able to throw and, and all that stuff. Um, but Paxton, you can see him going to a lot of teams. I mean, there's an there's a guy fit for the Angels. You know, you can see him going like that. Big Maple go to the Blue Jays. You know, that makes that makes sense for him. So there's uh, Yankees could get him back. You know, Yankee if say they lose out on Tanaka or something, there's maybe your plan one A. Uh, he's already used to the Yankees. I mean, you know, there's a lot of teams you can list off that need pitchers. Yeah. I, um, I think. Um, I mean, you need a bunch of teams right there. I think. I think the Angels he really fits in that uniform. Um, fits that organization, mm-hmm. Toronto, of course, um, and San Diego. These yeah. pitchers, so mm-hmm. keep putting them involved in them all. He's a good pitcher, and he, you know he's he's still somewhat young, and he's still good. So um, mm-hmm. someone could go out and get him on a cheaper deal, and, and really, uh, uh, you know, win that deal. Um, a pitcher that goes hand in hand with him, um, I think, is Corey Kluber. Uh, surgery. What do you do? What does he come back? What's he look like? Mm-hmm. So, two two teams I think Kluber can go to is Boston. I think really what Boston needs pitching and Boston signing quarterback, they're they're telling their team, they're telling their player, they're telling their fans that they're ready to win. They mm-hmm. didn't go away with from him. They didn't bring him back to, to rebuild. They brought mm-hmm. him back because he's a winning coach. They think he's a winning coach. Mm-hmm. So they want to win. So Kluber to Boston makes sense. Or or a team like Detroit. Where Detroit got some veterans last year they signed and, and wanted to keep the team somewhat competitive. I think they're gonna keep doing that. Um and while these prospects grow, um you get a guy like Kluber who could teach anybody. Look at the Indians. Yeah, you know, you can say, well, you know, coaching, but you know, having a veteran like that kind of helps. You go sure. there and you can maybe teach Fulmer. Maybe he helps out with some of those guys. Mm-hmm. Big piece. So I think he goes to Detroit or Boston. I think it would be great spots for him. Okay, um, I've only got like uh, another few guys here that I really do want to mention because uh, we could be here all night mm-hmm. talking about a lot of these guys. But sure. uh, one of my favorite players in the league um, that I hated to see leave the Yankees, Didi Gregorius. Uh, he's a actually I think one of the bigger prospects. I actually have him a little higher on my list. Um, but I just forgot to mention him here. I've mentioned him kind of all episode here, but the Angels losing Simmons, you get Didi Gregorius, who's a a guy you add to that lineup. Uh, you add a lefty, you add a guy that's uh, great defensively. Kind of you don't miss much there with losing Simmons. I think that he would fit a winning environment or a potential winning environment. I think that it makes total sense for him to go back to the Phillies. I think that they, I think that he produced well there. Uh, I don't know how well the fans took to him because there were. <laughs> No fans in the stands, but I would imagine fans at home that were watching took to him a little bit. You, it's hard to, I feel like it's hard to not like Didi. Well, and Girardi's there. Yeah, and, the, you know, that's a guy he's familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I think that there's some options there for Didi, but I, I, I kind of do think he stays with the Phillies. I think he ends up back with them. Yeah, I think a team you could look at, um, other than the Angels, I think it's, you know, obviously with Simmons um, possibly leaving, um, Cincinnati. Again, mm-hmm. it goes hand-in-hand hand with if they get Lindor, obviously not. If they don't get Lindor, why not get Cincinnati? And... It's where we started. It's where we started with Cincinnati. So yep. why not, you know, uh, you know, circle the wagons, essentially. Another player, uh, another uh, two guys I want to kind of mention. Um, they go hand-in-hand. Hand. Uh, Jose Quintana and John Lester. Mm-hmm. Uh, two veteran lefties. Um, I think uh, Quintana can go back to the White Sox. Again, circle the wagons. They need a veteran pitcher. Uh, end of the rotation guy. Veteran, uh, consistent. That's what you get at Quintana. He's been there. And a guy like Lester could easily go to the White Sox as well. So one of those two guys, I think, ends up with the White Sox. I think Lester, again, circles the wagons, goes to Boston. Goes yeah. home, they need pitching, why not? Or he goes to the Angels. They need pitching, Joe Madden's there. There you go. They go hand in hand. And kind of a team that needs to learn how to win, Lester's a guy who knows how to win. Did it with the Cubs. Kind of brought winning with him. Mm-hmm. Why not? 
him go there. So those two players that kind of go hand in hand, I think they could easily go to any one of those teams. <laughs> yeah. Those two guys, uh, want, you know, they'll go to someone. Sure. I guess I'll just do one more guy here because uh, we actually, my list is, there's basically no one left. I'll do one more guy here. I know you don't have him on your list, but Jock Peterson uh, was actually big for the die. I know, uh, I think he went a little, uh, maybe underappreciated would be, for lack of a better term. But uh, Jock Peterson actually did very well for the Dodgers in the playoffs this year. Um, a guy who, you, you know, you look at, you take it face value, and you say, oh, well, you know, he's got a big uppercut swing. He's kind of home run or nothing guy. But uh, he does have some defensive value. He does have, obviously, his value in, in his power. And he did prove that, you know, when you need him in the playoffs, he's there. So you get a guy like that. Um, I could see him, obviously, going back to Dodgers. He seems to just fit that uniform, fit that environment, um, kind of almost – Having him and Bellinger in that lineup almost seemed just appropriate. You know, kind of both the same type of type of guy. What, like Big. the Ethier kind of thing? You just don't see Ethier leaving the yeah, Dodgers? Yeah, never, never did? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I think Peterson uh, is getting not, not getting a lot of talk here. He's actually towards the bottom of my list. And I think he does hold a lot of value. So, I could see Jock Peterson uh, going to quite a few teams, but uh, I think he does end up coming back uh, around to the Dodgers, and he just stays there. I could see know? him going there, maybe the White Sox again. He was part of that. Maybe going to the White Sox, so I can see him kind of going there. Maybe a team like Philly or the Indians take a flyer on him or something like that. Yeah. So uh, maybe something like that. But sure. Uh, so to kind of rapid fire get through some of these these guys left here, you know, we could be here for hours really analyzing this stuff a little harder like we did earlier. Um, yeah. I just want to rapid fire some names and where they can go. Uh, Jackie ba- Bradley Jr., uh, Houston, fills Springer's hole. There you go. Yeah. Um, at a cheaper price. Um, Todd Frazier. Yeah. A veteran guy, yeah, he knows how to win, you know, goofy, whatever. Um, he, could he go to the Yankees again? I think he could. He wants. I think he wants to stay East Coast where he's from. You know, he's obviously from our area in Tom's River here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Toronto, he also could fit. Yeah. Um, up-and-coming team. Uh, he could fill both corner spots. Wherever Vlad doesn't play, he could play. I think uh, another player here to throw out, Colton Wong. Yeah. Does he go back to the Cardinals? I think he could. I think uh, some reason he, he, he really he fits a Padres uniform. I don't know. I feel like he, he could fit with the Padres, go play second base for them. Mm-hmm. I feel like that could fit. Yeah, Cardinals, I see it. Or Pittsburgh, a team who's up and coming and maybe could use a uh, a couple free agents and kind of really really go with mm-hmm. this team with Josh Bell and some other guys, Brian Reynolds. Mm-hmm. So you got a guy like that. Um, Daniel Murphy, I think he goes back to he can go back to the Nationals. They can use a first baseman. He hit great there. He just fit there. Um, or he goes to Miami, another uh, team that's kind of up and coming and ready to go and a veteran who knows how to hit and play and he can kind of teach and and, um, you know, lead. So that's another uh, guy I wanted to mention. Uh, some other ones. Simmons, we kind of already talked about. He's going to go kind of wherever the other guys don't go. He mm-hmm. could go to Yankees, give him that defensive shortstop they need. He go to Oakland if Simeon's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, he can go to the Reds if they lose out on any of those other shortstops. Yeah. So there's a bunch of shortstops that can kind of go hand in hand. Um, Adam Eaton, uh, free agent, I think it goes back to Arizona. Okay. They got rid of Marte, uh, Stalin Marte, so they can use an outfielder. Um, and kind of, again, a lot of these guys circle the wagons where he started Arizona. Why not mm-hmm. go back? Um, and a team that, you know, play well, you trade them and get prospects for or value for. Two guys that go hand-in-hand, Nelson Cruz, Edwin Encarnacion. Mm-hmm. Where do they go? Uh, Cruz could easily go back to Minnesota. I think that makes the most sense. He can go to the Rangers, give him that righty power we mentioned earlier. Somewhere he, he's home. Atlanta, they lose Azuna. Let's go get this guy. If, of course, with the DH, if the universal DH comes back. Um, and Milwaukee could use power, especially with Braun out the door. And Carnacion goes hand in hand. He goes to some of those teams. I think Pittsburgh, again, a veteran player who can kind of teach. Or Milwaukee, again, you got, I just mentioned with Cruz. He fits that power that they lose. Let's see, some other players we can mention. Um, Alex Colomay. I think he stays with the White Sox. If he doesn't go to the White Sox, Cincinnati, then he'd be a bullpen help. A lot of these relievers are all going to fit the same teams here. So um, get ready for that. Shane Green, uh, Detroit, because I mean, he, he was great there. Why not go back there? You were great. You were the closer. You, you know, why not go back there? Hmm. Um, Dodgers, obviously, he's the guy who doesn't care if he saves or not, so why not go to the Dodgers? Yeah. Uh, Mark Melanson, Atlanta, simple. I don't think he leaves. Yeah. Um, Rosenthal, bunch of questions here. He can go to Boston. They need help. San Diego, sure. he was good there. Um, Atlanta, if you lose Shane Green, why not get him? Yeah. Um, or Oakland, if you lose out on Hendricks, why not get Rosenthal, cheaper version? Yeah. Uh, Brad Hand, who really should be higher on our list because he's one of the best relievers in baseball, and he's a lefty. Mm-hmm. Um, Angels. Yeah. Here's your closer. Boom, done. Yeah. Done. Um, you could go to the Dodgers. Yeah. Obviously. Or the White Sox. They lose out on Colin May. So, mm-hmm. But I think the Angels, oh, they should go out and get him. Yeah, sure. Um, Doolittle, Mets. I mean, the, 
Just do a little fit of Mets uniform. Oh, yeah. Yes. Why mm-hmm. not get them? Done. Lefty. Simple. <laughs> Justin Wilson, Mets. Mm-hmm. Mets love them. Pitch is good for the Mets. Keep them. Simple. <laughs> yeah. But Mets, everything but simple, but new owner. So we'll see. Mm. Tony Watson, Cincinnati. Or stays with the Giants. Yeah. Just finish out his career with the Giants or something. Yeah. Cincinnati needs bullpen help, though. So Cincinnati. Jose Alvarez, Cincinnati or Minnesota. They need bullpen help. Mm. One of those two teams. So some of these teams, whoever they lose out on. If you lose out in Cincinnati and a couple of these players, you're going to get the other couple of players. You see them, you know, they all kind of go hand in hand. And uh, another guy I want to mention, Jay Happ. People go, eh, he doesn't need a veteran guy. He's a lefty. Not many lefties out there. He can go to Philly, kind of where he started. Mm-hmm. Detroit, help lead, be a veteran. Pittsburgh, to help lead, be a veteran. Kansas City, help lead, be a veteran. And if he pitches good, you trade him, get value. It all makes sense. So you want to look at, you know, where they could fit and where they could make sense and what they could do with them. Halfway through the season. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we looked at with some of these players. And that's pretty much all the guys I wanted to mention. Uh, actually, one last one. Kike Hernandez. I think he stays with the Dodgers. But mm-hmm. I do, do think he wants to play more. And I think he has earned that in some aspects. Yeah, he's a nice little player that people don't really... He just kind of is relegated to the... Lefty guy. Yeah, like yeah, like kind of uh, your your extra option off the bench. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I could see him going stay with the Dodgers. Cleveland... Because they still want to be competitive, so they can go Cleveland. Then if they're good, they can trade them. Angels, Joe Madden loves you versatility guys. Yeah, um, sure. Or he can go to the Rays because they love versatility. Mm-hmm. The A's, they love versatility. So you can add a bunch of those teams in. But I think he stays with the Dodgers or goes to the Indians. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, that's pretty much it. I think that's all the guys I kind of wanted to mention. I know we kind of sped run through those last ones, but um, I mean, there's just so many people and so many moves, and they all go. A lot of these tie together. Some of these relievers. One goes here, he's not going to go there. Uh, you know, the shortstops, we have seven shortstops we talked about. If he goes there, he's not going to go there. So they all tie together mm-hmm. as much as our trades did. But that's how, obviously, any sport is and how offseason goes. It kind of ties all together. If they get a shortstop, well, you're not going to – Cincinnati gets this shortstop, they're not going to get the other three shortstops. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't think, at least. Yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah, you would think so, not. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a crazy offseason because I don't know how much spending there's going to be. I don't know how many long-term deals there's going to be because of the shortened season and because of the CBA coming up. Yeah. Why well, say sign a seven-year deal when in a year the CBA could come up, they could sign a better deal, and you get more money? Yeah, it's tough for a lot of these guys right now. It's so a tough why spot. Why lock yourself in? Maybe give like a two-year deal, it's four-year, five-year deal, with a two-year deal, and then an opt-out. Mm. Then you can kind of opt in, opt out, whatever, and kind of cash in or keep making your money. Yeah. So um, I think it could be a crazy offseason. I think trades are are going to come flying uh, with the winter meetings. Kind of weird. I think it could be slow at first, but I think there's there's some big names that are going to get traded, and it's going to be a, a big offseason. Um, yeah. I just don't know if you're going to see that seven, eight, nine, ten year deal, but there's guys out there who could definitely deserve it. So. Yeah. The uh, the trade market I think is going to be off a flying, and I think you might see the trade market be a lot more active than the free agent season, the free agent not market. You know, just because like like we said, like you said, the you know teams losing money. The market's just not there. You said with the CBA coming up, the market's just not there for a lot of guys. Um, so it's going to be tough. I do feel bad for some of these guys that a lot of these guys are young, and this is the time to make their money, and it may not happen for them. So I do feel I do feel bad for some of these guys. Yeah, it's tough, but you know they're they're big leader big leaders. Um, they're making a bunch of money, and um, they'll take they'll they'll ride out. If they have to take a one two year deal, then they will, and then they'll cash out in a couple of years. Yeah, um, but it's going to be a good off season. Um, you got guys like Robbie Ray who already stayed mm-hmm. with um, the Blue Jays. Already signed a one-year deal. You know, uh, a guy also I have actually missed, Tyjon Walker. You know, can he go to Toronto? He could stay there. A Boston again needs pitching. More Yankees, I think, would be a great fit. Yeah. Um, but so there's going to be pieces. Once a couple of these pieces fall, the rest of them I think will start falling. Some of the bigger pieces might wait. That's kind of how it goes. But it should be a crazy offseason, as much as it was a crazy year. Yeah. Uh, once we get to 2021, hopefully things are kind of calm back down a little bit and get back to normal years. But for this little stretch of 2020, for the off season, I think 20, you know it could be crazy. But 2021, I think might come and maybe maybe calm things down a little bit in this world. Let's let's hope so. But um, <laughs> that that's pretty much it. I know it got a little crazy there at the end. <laughs> Sped run through a bunch of names and scenarios, but um, you know we couldn't sit here. We could sit here for 30 hours and analyze all this and be wrong on every single one. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, too, is we don't know where once the pieces start to fall, then it then targets become more clear. You know, 
we could talk about all day how the Angels could get just about every position in the, on the field. But It'd once still be 500 and miss playoffs. That's yeah. just the Angels' way. But the thing is that once, the, say, the Angels do get Bauer, then all of a sudden we projected that you know Stroman could be a potential candidate there or Taiwan Walker or something like that. Mm-hmm. Those start to fall off the board a little bit for them because they got the guy. So same thing with, with the shortstops thing. Any shortstop really could go there now. But once they get one, yeah, obviously there goes the projections for the other one. So sure. once the pieces start to fall, things become more clear for other teams once sure. the big guys go. Sure. So I think that's – I mean, that's pretty much it, I think. That's um, all I got. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into our last little bit, and that's the trivia question. And I wanted to kind of keep it relative to what's going on uh, with awards uh, be given out uh, this week. <clears throat> and we'll find out more who wins them uh, pretty shortly. I wanted to, you know, stick with that. And this week's trivia question is, who is the oldest player to win a Cy Young Award? And the answer is Roger Clemens, who was 42 years old in 2004. He went 18-4 of with the Astros with a 2.98 year, right, 218 strikeouts. God. Uh, great year at 42 years old. You know, second was Gaylord Perry. He was 40 years old. He pitched till he was, like, 130. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys got Ray Johnson who was up there. Um, I think even Greg Maddox won one uh, later in his career, I believe. You would think, yeah, um, knowing him. But uh, so there's some guys you think, oh, they had to win, but it's Roger Clemens. Yeah. Um, and, he, you know, winning 58 Cy Youngs, you'd think one of them would be when he was older. <laughs> mm-hmm. He had seven of them, I believe. So same with Randy Johnson. I think he had five. So mm-hmm. you'd think one of them, he had to be pretty old. Yeah. But, so the oldest player to win a Cy Young is Roger Clemens at the age of 42 years old. Yeah, a little, a little surprising. Um. I, once he said it, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But I, I just didn't – he didn't immediately pop in my head because – No, he did not. I thought of Gaylord Perry, and I was like, eh, Randy Johnson. And then I was like, well, Ari Dickey. And then I was like, Roger Clemens. I was like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, yeah. you hear it, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. But it surprised you, know? you at first. But yeah. then you're like, yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, because he was that good for that long, really. Yeah. So, all right, well, if if uh, unless you got any final notes, uh, final things to say here, I'm good to wrap it up. I, I got nothing else uh, yeah. for you. That's pretty much it. I mean, um, we already kind of talked about what we're planning on doing next next week. We're going to do like a wrap up of the season, um, mm-hmm. talk about the awards, who actually won them, you know, and we'll go into some stuff and we'll talk about the off season more. Um, so that's kind of what next week's going to be like. And our last little update here is the Raiders won again, mm-hmm. uh, five and three, beat the Chargers on the last play of the game. Uh, thank God. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they're playing good. Like I said, they're five and three. They could play home against Denver this week. Right now they're uh, they're right in the playoff spot, wild card, and uh, two games behind the Chiefs with a game against the Chiefs coming up again uh, in two weeks. Mm-hmm. So let's see if we can beat them again. But um, yeah, that'd be really nice. Uh, it'd be fantastic. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they won again and they're playing good. So that's a little football update. Um, there you go. And Mike, I can give your Giants update for you. The uh, what was the word? Uh, not good. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did win. Uh, they beat a team that's not good, and that's uh, well, that's it for them. And they're almost in first. <laughs> which is huh, what word is it uh not good yeah so uh that's where we're at <laughs> um all right then uh we're gonna check out the the jets here who well, unbelievably and what and what word do you want to ex- describe them in there's a lot of words you use for them well let's just use not good yeah let's <laughs> use that again <laughs> um all right then let's uh let's wrap this thing up and get out of here so um thank you guys for listening you can check this podcast out on Apple Podcasts as well as Google Podcasts and Spotify. You can also listen to this podcast on our regularly updated YouTube channel as well as our website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RealMikeLapree. You can follow me on Instagram at MikeLapree. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at FDubs10. You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No Ian Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. Take care.